Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Play the Bay, presented by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. Guys, how are you today? Evan, I see that you are, you're grooving. Happy, for, happy 420, everybody. Yeah, we know how Evan's celebrating. <laughs> yeah, it's not with that IPA, I bet. No, uh, no, no, it's the Florida Orange IPA from uh, Three Daughters, our our, our That sponsor. one is sneaky good. And is, the deep. I'm in like swimwear, dude. I'm going double deep tonight. Have you had that one before? Because I don't think you no. have. Okay, no. so that one's a high percentage of alcohol. Uh, according to the nice little label on here, 8.8. Okay. That so, is yeah. aggressive. I yes. mean, we'll get so through the show. I don't know if you're ready for that one yet there, Chip. Might be a uh, you know shirtless finish, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was going to wear my captain's apparel and really throw everybody off, but you know, well, I figured you idea. could take you could take that thing and take that off my uh, chest there. That was my idea, so it's all good. I mean, I can do one button, but then my you know my my hamburger meat comes out. I don't think everybody's ready for that yet. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, dressing in a captain's outfit, you're a little more equipped to talk about our sponsorship that we just gained. But I'll take it. You can I know take I can do it. So yes, you can take Kaylee, it. Kaylee, last show we talked about getting together, getting some fishing mm-hmm. going. What mm-hmm. are you thinking? We're one step closer. I feel like we are. Yeah. I think we're working in the right direction. We're getting so, there. Like we yep, might be yep. ready by like summer, summer, like Florida summer, you know? I think so. And that could be the best time. But mm-hmm. uh, the good thing is monster bass. This is a fun, affordable way to get the best new baits in the fishing industry and also get it delivered to your door every month. You don't have to study the ponds, lakes, oceans, inlets, rivers, whatever you're fishing. Monster Bass will take care of that, and it's basically like having your own personal fishing guide. It'll change the way you look at fishing overall. They're quickly becoming one of the number one fishing brands in America. They have the best baits, they have the best brands, and they deliver it to your door. You want to catch bigger bass, bigger sharks, bigger marlin, whatever it is, head over to Monster Bass and use the code TAMPA10 to get $10 off your first box, visit monsterbass.com. <clears throat> we want to let everybody know that, you know, we have to, we have to say these, these promos because that's what, you know, makes the show keep going. So I know yes. everybody's here to get all the content. We have to get those out of the way. We love saying them. We want you we to go them. and use those promos, but we have to say those first offhand. That way we can get into the good stuff. So thank you everybody for joining us in the comments. Happy 420 to all of you. Spark it up, light it up, chew it up, do whatever you got to do. Inhale, exhale. Boom. Sometimes you got to do more inhaling than exhaling, but let's, yeah, let's have a great, awesome show. <laughs> Someone said they did. Richard signed up for Monster Bass. I love our that. Boy, our boy, our boy, Dick McGinley. That's, yes. That's like, like we, uh, like, uh, you know, you know, Dick Mountain, it's Dick McGinley now. Yes. So, yeah. And I think the ad read there, I, I need to clearer up obviously you can use bass fishing lures to catch the sharks other fish and other waters so those will be the ones coming to you monsterbass.com right. Monster love Bass. that let's love do that. that all right uh do you guys want to talk 
Tampa Bay I, Rays. Evan, you are you look like <laughs> the most ready person. I am. Right no, you know this this weekend has been nothing but glorious. <laughs> Rays winning, and and I put this in the, the the title header that you know the Rays keep yeah. rolling like the rolling blunts on four twenty because they are rolling. They won four straight. They took uh, the first game of the series last night from the Royals. Royals. They swept the bitch ass Yankees this past weekend. Nothing gets me more fired up than sweeping that god awful team and fan base in New York, which they did. <laughs> And it was so bad they made Jay Bruce quit. He he quit before the the season even uh, the series even started. He retired because the Yankees suck so much. The fans were throwing out uh, oh, baseballs, yeah, threw baseballs out in the yeah. center field. Keep it classy, New York. By the way, keep it classy. Yeah, you guys are the greatest <laughs> fan base in the world. Keep it classy, there, you chumps. So yes, this this weekend makes me happy because the Rays and all you Rays fans that were all. Oh my God! They're going crazy. Panic. No, we're panicking. No, no. We're panicking. It's like we're not even out of April yet. You know they're gonna get going. They got guys coming back from injuries. They got guys coming up making a difference. So where you? I hear I hear chirping. That's how I hear crickets. That's all I hear. And those people are just panicking right now because you know the stuff is 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 coming together. We've got like yes, STLR Aiden. Yes, the Flem Dog. You know. Guys yeah. are coming up and making a difference. Brent Honeywell is back up in the rotation yeah. again. So oh, I all, love is, that. all is well. Let's let's get mm-hmm. let's let's do this. Let's raise up, people. Spark <laughs> it up. Raise up. Let's go. <laughs> I, need more, up. <laughs> I need some more Mahi in my life. Let's get Zanino out of there. Give me some more Francisco. What do you think oh, about that? Give me some Mahia, bro. Come give on. Me Give me some one. of that. See, finally, I hope this guy keeps rolling because now the Rays maybe have found a catcher, a young catcher, twenty-five, that, that could really fill in that void. And and and, and yeah. he's hitting the ball well. Which Zunino, you know, Zunino has his hits once in a while, but of course, that's once in a while, which is not that many. So, yeah, I, I like the the way guys that you wouldn't expect to be stepping up are just you know, you know, hitting and jiving and and fielding and hitting and all this good stuff, man. <laughs> You're gonna I'm trying to, to look. Up. Listen, I'm trying to channel my inner McConaughey. Okay, I'm you, trying to do my. You're best. doing good. I'm all in on Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I I've never been all in on a person or a celebrity as much as I'm all in on Matthew McConaughey. Especially the future future governor of Texas. By the Let's way, go. Let's go. Has it. That's right. All, all right. All right. That's right. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But yeah, I think <laughs> we kind of touched on. The, the thing I noticed about the Rays the most, especially in their series against the Yankees, is we kind of touched on how they just felt very flat or just kind of uninspired compared to yeah. what we've seen over the past couple of years. Yes. And I think that this was the biggest change of pace. Um, this is when we really I, – I saw so much confidence, so much kind of swag coming from them and, and just really – it just seemed like they were going to kind of tie up all the loose ends, which is something that we've, you know, seen them kind of give away – at the start of the season, they've really had a tough time closing out games, even though they've started really well. Um, but, you know, they look way more confident, way more in tune with what their game plan is. And now the Yankees are off to the worst start that they've had. Since Fantastic. God! Yeah. <laughs> I hate them so much. You know? So much. And I got into a couple Twitter feuds this past weekend. That doesn't sound anything like you. No, <laughs> not at all. With uh, with with Yankees fans, uh, you know, you know, I, I said you guys can tout all your twenty seven championships all you want, but with my team or your team was created over a hundred plus years ago. Yeah, you should have multiple championships because if you didn't, when you're playing the same sixteen teams for. God knows how many years before the league expanded, there'd be a problem. So, yeah, take your old yeah. championships and stick them up your rear end, okay? That's what I got to say to you guys in, in New York town. Mets fans are okay. Yankees fans, not so much. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's good take. I, I got to tell clip. you. That's the clip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right. We saw Rich Hill and we saw Waka, some of the guys, obviously, that are coming over. First game of the series against the Yankees, Waka was able to go six innings. Uh, which is good. And like we've all discussed here, those are guys that were prime pitchers a couple of years ago, either coming off injuries, uh, you know, and those guys, I think the first night, um, Waka against the Yankees ended up, you know, staying in, like we said, six innings, 93 pitches. So he shows that he can go deep into a game and have a good game pitched. And the Rays need that. They need everyone in behind glass now to get in 
and and pick up pick up those innings uh, that you have obviously from Snell and Morton that are gone now. So I think if the if the veterans and, and those guys can stick together, plus Cash has been uh, exactly as good as we need him to be on shuffling pitchers, knowing when to bring someone out using pitchers in the start for maybe an inning, bringing somebody else in. So uh, keep keep moving and rotating around until you find those right tandems and those right pairings, and I think we'll end up doing really well. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Chip. I mean, you know, the, the veterans that we brought in, you know, they looked shaky at first, but now they've kind of settled into the groove of being in that rotation. Now, the, the biggest question I have is going forward, I'm going to ask you too, is now we, we – the Yankees are basically our, our bitches. They're, we, yes. we smacked them so much. They, they've bent over. We smacked them. They're our children now. They can call us daddy. <laughs> you know, but it, we've beaten them so far, but like when it comes to other teams, we, we seem to not play so well. So, you know, they did win last night against the Royals. Going forward, you know, can the Rays, you know, continue to, to play like they have been, or is it just like, oh, we can only play good against the Yankees? I think consistency, I think, is going to be key. And like we said, pitching depth, we have a lot of relievers right now that are hurt. So Mm -hmm. we're missing a lot of of key ingredients, especially in pitching. But Joey Wendell's knocking the cover off the ball. Uh, I mean, he's been hot the past several games. As long as he continues to produce, I think the rest of the lineup will catch up. Uh, And everybody's still – Meadows is still having a a good start, and they're – Rosarena, there's still a lot, of, a lot of other guys are still having a good start. Just Wendell's on fire right now. Big the yeah. big bopper. We do have a question from the comment section from the the mouth of that is Rays fan Gio, who's probably one of the biggest Rays fans out there in the Twitterverse. Who is going to get called up first? Uh, is it going to be Luis Patino or Wander Franco? That's an interesting question because obviously they're both different positions. Wander Franco is a shortstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patino is he's a pitcher. So you know, I would say. I would say the pitcher probably. Yeah, so, I would say yeah. Patino first because he Patino is a pitcher. Probably. Yeah, because you know the Rays they haven't you know in, the injury bug hits everybody, especially in the pitching rotation, and you know Willie Adames has played you know decent throughout the season so far. You know his job is not in jeopardy just yet. Um, so you know as everybody wants to to see Wander Franco come up because he's the number one yeah. prospect in all of baseball, and you know everybody's been waiting for for him to come up. The Rays are going to take their time bringing him up. Now that's not to say they won't bring him up maybe later in the season when it gets past after the All Star break or maybe closer to the playoffs if the Rays get there. But you're going to probably see Luis Patino probably before Wander Franco coming up. So that's a great question, Rays fan. Yeah. Make sure you share our show. Love Some that. Love a question. But yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with what Chip said. I think, you know, they've gotten off to really good starts. They just haven't been able to finish them off, which, like I said, we've seen them do against the Yankees. But, you know, regardless of not looking great at the plate, they're still able to make plays. And I think that's the important part is they're able to capitalize off of mistakes on the other team. Obviously, we saw Wendell and Kiermaier, you know, really have some luck on a pop up and really be able to take advantage of that and use it to the raise advantage. And I think as long as they're able to make plays, regardless of, you know, what they're doing at the plate, what what's going on, I think they're going to be able to capitalize on these games and really get things rolling. I think they just needed a little bit of momentum. I think they needed a little bit of confidence that they could close out games because they started off, you know, in a rough spot. And we, and we saw some of those yeah. games not go the way that, that we wanted them to go. So, you know, I think we'll see what happens, but I think what we saw against the Royals, while it wasn't the prettiest, um, you know, you yeah. still get the job done at the end of the day, a win is a win, and and it doesn't really matter how it came about. So as long as they can keep doing that, and we'll see tonight in their uh, second game against the Royals, but I think, you know, as long as they can keep doing that, I, I don't have a lot of worries. And with the injury bug, eventually those guys will get back, um, back in the rotation on the roster. So we'll see you know, a, a little more stability. But I think, like we said before, it's better to have injuries, you know, at this no. point in the season than later and heading into the postseason. So, you know, things aren't things aren't uh, ready for the panic button yet. Exactly. Despite, no. despite I, also think, I also think, too, uh, when they get, you know, a lot of those guys back that are the bullpen guys, it's going to make everybody yeah. feel a little bit better. Now, the bullpen did well over the weekend against the Yankees. So, you know, that's, that's something of a clear sign. So, you know, Everybody, like we said before, the panic button, you should take your hand off that panic button, put it on a nice ice cold Three Daughters Brew, which you can get at Three Daughters Brewing Company or Total Wine or any other beer places to get your frosty brews and just relax because it 
everything is good so far in Rays land. Okay. You know, we may not yep. be in first, but that's okay. We like being the underdog and that's what the Rays do. We like being the underdog. All right. We're tracking Boston. We're right behind them. Two games, nothing, nothing horrible. And I think also the Rays against the Yanks in that series, I think they were averaging close to six runs per game. So, I mean, if you can do that and give a cushion to those starters, those guys like a Waka, a Hill, or anything like that, that's going to give you a little bit of extra edge when you're out there. And the experienced guys are going to be able to protect that lead, get it to our bullpen where we're starting to see a lot of uh, a lot of guys pick it up. So, I definitely agree on that, Chip. Yep. I, I I love it. I love I love the and and the one and the one thing I noticed uh, throughout you know the series against the the Yankees, especially the game on Sunday, where you know you needed that big hit and you got it from the guy that's been really doing the worst. Where a lot of race fans have been calling for his head was uh, you know Yoshi Susugo. Yoshi, he had the big hit against uh, Garrett Cole, which uh, you know obviously made Garrett Cole. Will we will we mad and, and made him come out of the game and then uh, the big popper comes in and basically seals the deal. So you know when you know you think guys are pretty much done for the season, you think you want to yank them out. And, you know Kevin Cash has that that itch in his ear that says you know what let's uh, let's give this guy a chance. And Yoshi came up big throughout the that series, especially that game against the Yankees going forward. So hopefully Yoshi can turn it around too because he's been struggling for a little bit. So hopefully he turns it around and starts getting on a hit streak. So yeah, let's do it. Hey let's do it, Jeffrey Springs, dude, first save. As a Ray, he came over from Boston in February of this year, was a guy that looks sharp and is going to get more time, hopefully, out of the pen. So we'll see what he does. But great little present from Boston. Left him off the roster, and the Rays picked him up. You're, you're going to see, see more of the young guys that are major league ready, especially the pitchers come up. Like we saw Josh Fleming. Brian Honeywell, you're going to start to see that future generation of the pitchers come up probably more this year than ever. I would love to see Shane Boz come up, the Wizard of Boz, come up and smoke, smoke a bunch of people, uh, you know, going forward. But you know what? We, this It's like the Rays have a great problem is they've got too many pitchers, and that's a great problem they have. And that's why, you know, they have one of the best farm system is they homegrown these guys, especially the pitching part. And when it comes to, to trade time, they're like, "I'll give you a couple, couple of pitchers. Just give me some prospects or whatever." But that you're going to see, start seeing that is, you know, you know, there's a reason why they brought in, you know, Rich Hill, and there's a reason why they brought back Chris Archer is just to have those guys in place, just in case, you know, if they go down. Well, you know what, we've got guys waiting in the wings to bring up too. So you're going to see more, probably more and more of that throughout the season. So I can't wait. I can't the wait. They're up one nothing. Good. And that's the way you start off 420, baby. Start off one nothing, especially on the Royals. No offense to the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> we'll try to keep updates on that game. Yes, definitely. A lot of baseball left for the season, so Plenty. no need, no need to panic. No, no need to freak out. No, that's we're in right. a good spot. We're in a good spot right now. So yeah, okay, spark it up, man. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all I love Evan. Evan's so relaxed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm like, we're all so relaxed. I'm drinking this wine and I'm very yeah. relaxed, but it's out of a, you know me, I'm way classy. Looks like. Yeah, it looks like a, you just need like a little, you need a big, a thick thing of ice and just put it in there. Oh, yeah, well, it's my, it's my temporary setup I've got going on. So there's no wine glasses in this home. So. I have this That's cup. Okay. Listen, I drink red red wine out of a mason jar. It's it's not a big deal. So. That's cute. That's um that's like rustic boho type of vibes. You know, I feel like that plays, right? Oh, I guess. I mean, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, it, it makes me feel more manly when I drink out of a mason jar than a wine glass, so I guess. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, do you think I, of mason I, mason jars you got, you know, you could put syrup moonshine. in there, moonshine. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think of mason jars, moonshine. So, I think of like barn weddings. Okay. Barn weddings. <laughs> I, I think of I think of backcountry, put a thing of a, a dip <laughs> in my mouth and have a nice glass of a Pinot there from my mason jar. You know, wow. Shoot wild <laughs> boar. I think of grandma's canned jams back on the farm <laughs> yeah. down in Georgia. That's what I think. That's so true because my canned grandmother jam. makes canned preserves in mason jars. Mm. Or I guess jarred preserves are not canned. Um, and they're fantastic and they're a delicacy. So very accurate, mm -hmm. very accurate. Let's, uh, let's talk some Tampa Bay lightning. So since our last show, they went one and one against the Panthers. They beat, you know, the hurricanes in the first game of that series. So they're playing the hurricanes tonight again, but both of those wins in the past week came in overtime. Um, 
and really seeing them struggle against the Panthers in the beginning of the season as well as the past week. And now looking ahead to their end of the regular season schedule, they're going to face the Panthers again for their back-to-back matchups to close out the regular season. So I guess let's talk about kind of what we've seen over the past week. Are there any concerns that even though they secured those wins, they are overtime wins, it didn't seem to come as easily as we would expect from the Tampa Bay Lightning? And what issues are should they fix based on the last week heading into the end of the regular season? Dude, last night, Kalorn changing the pace of the game, huge check, caused a fight. I think there was, was two two minutes left or 250 somewhere in that ballpark before that went into overtime, got the raise in gear, everything shifted. They were able to tie it. And I mean, that's, you have to have the right, ra- the raise, the lightning the raise twice. Have, they have <laughs> to have their backs against the wall. It seems like, and they get things going or when it becomes more urgent, they get things really moving. So Kalorn huge hit goes to the box, able to come out, still score and win in overtime That's what you needed. You needed some emotion, some raw emotion, and they got it, and they were able to pick up the victory. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. (laughs) Oh. Please no. Lie to us. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Lie to all of us. I hope I spelled writing right on the the banner thing. Writing. Um, I'm a little concerned, little concernicus about uh, the playoffs. I really do. It just, it just, this doesn't seem like the same team of last year. Well, obviously, because of trades and whatever, and people go. It's not. It's not. Go ahead. I, I just, I don't know, man. I have my concerns, and if Richard, you know, Dick McGinley's still out there, um, I, I just from this team going to la- last year, it's it's a, it's almost like a night and day different team, and I'm not, I'm not confident going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like if they go, if they go in as a number two seed. You know, that's, I just, I, I I have this itch in the back of my, my neck that's saying they might get swept in the first round like they did two years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, they might lose. Now, what, what gives you round. this inkling? See, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. He's worried too. Hey, I'm not well, saying, I'm it, not saying you're wrong. For no, right. I know. I know. I'm just I, curious to know what you're worried specifically. Exactly. Are. Tell me I th- why. I think yeah. it's, I think it's the way they've been playing. It's just not as it's not it doesn't look like lightning hockey to me. Mm, I can it, agree. It, okay. It just it doesn't look like the the lightning hockey we saw last year. It just seems almost like the middle of the road mediocre lightning hockey. And that's not good. So whatever they need to do, you know, bring in a live chicken, a bucket of chicken mm-hmm. or something, burn some incense, you know, do what you gotta do. I just I, I just don't I don't I don't have confidence and that's not a good thing, especially when you're a defending champion. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's cool. But I just have this feeling that it's, it's not going to go well in the playoffs. So missing Kucherov, you think's probably got something to do with that? Yeah, I would say, yeah, missing Kuch is a big thing. And then, yeah. you know, Stamkos going on mm-hmm. the injury list too. That's a huge thing. It's, it just doesn't. And then the goaltending has been subpar, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not looking good. It's like they're almost like they're scratching at the wall, but the wall has been not at too much, and and it's not they're not climbing up. It's more like they're staying in the middle of the road. You know what I mean? I can understand that. Also, the middle of the road for the Lightning and what we consider average play from the from the Lightning is still above most teams in this league. So I, I sure. think that's um, a benefit. But you know, Chip, you mentioned Kucherov, and he's been getting back into shape. And I know there's yeah. a lot of players that have had really positive things to say about his presence at practice and what what type of kind of environment he's creating among the team. Even though I'm, he hasn't even been cleared for contact drills, so he's still a little, you know, out of out of the realm of coming back. But they do expect to have him back for the playoffs. So I guess, I mean, they're sitting third in the central division right now. So top four yeah. go to the playoffs. It's obviously a realignment due to COVID and everything that's going on this season. But um, are, do you think that getting Kucherov back in the playoffs is going to be enough? And obviously Stamkos will be back probably early May, May 5th is the date that they're projecting. But do you think that's going to be enough to take them past that kind of mediocre playoff performance? Or do you think they're still going to struggle? I mean, those are two leaders on that team. So, I mean, those are two really – and that's why I'm kind of – and this is the same 
I think this is the same in a lot of sports is that if you take a captain or you take a leader from a team, the Rays are kind of having to deal with that in a different light as far as you lose Snell and you lose Morton and people go, well, the team is the same team. They can get back there. No, it's not the same team. You took their heart and then you took their lungs. And, you know, those are two really big facets. The same thing with the Lightning. You know, Cooch, Stamkos is coming back hopefully before the end of the year. I think the end of the hockey season is May 8th. Um, so, you know, right when the season ends. But, um, you know, those guys bring the team up and bring the level of play up and they know what to do uh, in those situations to get everything to where it needs to be. So um, we'll see. I still think the Lightning have a, a good chance. They've seen enough of these teams to to get things moving. So they know what they need to work on when they're playing these teams. So, um, you know, it just needs to be picked up in the environment, the emotion. Everything needs to be picked up. They responded great uh, last night. Hopefully they can continue to, to do that when need be. It's almost like not having a gray pair of sunglasses, right, Kaylee? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses more clear, lighter, and stronger. And the Italian handcrafted frames are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15, KananCast15. Kanan, clearly better. Ooh, Ooh I love a code. pre-recorded ad read, <laughs> especially today. But yes, Canaan. Canaan. No, these oh, are not Canaan. These are not Canaan. These are Walmart. Those aren't Canaan. These are not. What Kanan. are those? Walmart. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, you definitely need. The I need upgrade. some Canaan. I need I'll some Canaan. Well, no, these are. <laughs> listen, I don't wear these on a regular basis. These are like costume. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. 420. I don't yeah. want to break anything. Let me go to my get my Walmart pair of sunglasses. So that's just your captain look. Like those are the props for your yes. captain look. Yes. I did okay. have a pipe, but I was like, that's too much. And I wouldn't be able to talk clearly in the mic with a pipe in my mouth. So that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still staying with the lightning, did you guys see about the uh, Airbnb where you could stay in yes. five grand? Do you see that? I saw a yeah. little bit of that, but give me the yeah. details. I did not dive in. So it was all for charity. Um, yeah. All the $5,000 goes to the Lightning Foundation in the Crisis Center of Tampa Bay, where you get to stay in Amelie. They decked out, uh, I think it was one of the VIP areas as an Airbnb, like bed set up. Um, so this is what you get. You get, uh, in addition to sleep near the Stanley Cup itself, Lord Stanley, oh, wow. Lord Stanley's Cup itself, the lucky winner and their friends have their own private happy hour complete with champagne and a 5 course meal not one not two hmm. not three not four but a five course meal so cinco uh, cinco cinco de miles next month so yeah yes uh, yeah a little and, excited uh, sorry yes. my bad it's okay <laughs> they will also be treated to a tour of the arena private ice time a chance mm-hmm. to sound the goal horn and a movie on the lightning vision screen and cool. riding the zamboni which sounds like there's a zamboni ride too me. Yeah, take a Zamboni ride. Look, I'm so here for this. I've honestly, I would do this in a freaking heartbeat. First of all, do you know how great you would sleep next to the freaking ice? Do you know how cold and oh. warm, like you would be like in the blanket? Oh my gosh, it would be great. I keep my house at like 71 at night, so imagine was it oh, probably 60 first something? Of all, I keep my house at 60. You're you're insane. <laughs> I, I would not want to see your electric bill, but okay. Okay. Can I tell you? So wow. me and my roommate live in a four bedroom house and it's like 2,300 square feet. So it's pretty oh, big. Geez. It's geez. insane. But our electric bill, this house must be the be- most well insulated house on the freaking planet because our electricity bill, like 150 a month. Oh, 150 wow. a month. I'm like, wow, look at that. So you not know what? Bad. I love a cold sleep. The only thing is it's getting, it's hard to wake up in the morning, but I feel like if you got into this Airbnb in Amelie Arena, like I'm not, I'm not doing anything the next day. I'm not getting up early. There's no alarm set. Like you can't kick me out. <laughs> they also don't say like when, how long you get to stay the next day. Usually, like for hotels, it's 11 a.m. But 11 a.m. Yeah, they didn't include that detail. No, I would not. press. I would stay. I'm staying till 11. No, no mm-hmm. issues there. 
But the one, I think the one thing I want to know, are they going to ring the uh, the goal horn in Mighty Ducks 26? Is that the movie they're going to have to ring it in? But all the kids are coaching other hockey coaches and ho- other players now? Or what, do they uh, know what movie? The uh, the new Mighty Ducks series on Disney Plus is an abomination, by the way. Really? Sure it is. Because you Wait, can't call them kids. Movie? They're all adults with rap sheets now. They, they made the Mighty Ducks the villains, pretty much, of the show. Like, the Mighty Ducks are now, like, this huge organization, competitive team, and they make this kid, like, kid team, like, the scrappy. It's, like, so stupid. Dang. That's, like, Mighty the uh, Chuck, that's like dodgeball. Ugh. Like, the, the this team. What are they called? Yeah, the Cobras. Yeah, you kind of, like, hate them. <laughs> Ugh. But like, if you told the movie, if you wrote the movie from an entirely different perspective, from the Ugh. Cobra's perspective, you'd probably love the Cobras True. and the average shows. You know what I mean? I'm just, I don't know. Just like oh. if you flip the Karate Kid, where Danny yes. Russo could be the villain because he comes in the town, tries to steal the girl's girlfriend, and then like instigates fights. Exactly. Everybody, calm down. Daniel Russo <laughs> doesn't have a moon bone in his freaking body. The Karate Kid series on Netflix. The Karate Kid Netflix series is fantastic. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah, it is. We should not watch all doing movie and show wrecks during (laughs) the show. Cool me. Cool me. I mean, I'm here for it. We don't have much. We don't have much in Bucks talk until you know later on in the year. So I mean, we can fill that void with with movie. Yeah. We That's definitely cool. don't, but we are going to hit a little bit of, this is like human interest, personality, buck stuff. But yeah. one thing I saw that was fun was the Royals catcher, Salvador Perez, had yep. to wear, he had a Super Bowl bet with Brett Phillips, who plays for the Rays. So essentially, he had to wear a red Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey to batting practice after last night's game. So um, he has this video of him saying, oh, you'll play it. Can you hear there it? There we go. Yep, I'm going to play it right now. Cool. My computer being so There we go. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the best. That's what he's saying. That's what he said. No, he's not. He's not the best. He's not the best. No. Look, and these are the look. pictures from that. Hey, sucks. always got to love a man that pays his bets, does That's what true. he says he's going to do. Yeah. And what better way, what that. man to, to better way to do that with it was, was with Brett Phillips. I mean, from the race, who's probably the nicest gentleman in the world. So I'm gonna, you know what? they are. That's true. They are friends. Mm-hmm. This is going way too slow. I'm going to take that off. Sorry. There this you go. Too slow for me. Yeah. Did everybody yeah, see? So, go ahead, Kelly. Um, so what I loved about this is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, I don't know if you've been paying attention to his social media. First of all, I'm going to humble brag a bit because I posted a tweet about Tom Brady for work and Tom Brady quote tweeted it. And it was the Ooh. highlight of my last week. It was very exciting. Um, and then it got a really? bunch of his quote tweet of our tweet had like a hundred thousand likes or something insane. I don't even know what the impression count was on it, but ours, he got us a, a solid like 12 million impressions. So shout out to Tom Brady, but Thanks, TV. Yeah, thank you. The the caption on the post was sometimes words speak louder than actions, talking about how he said Patrick Mahomes is the best QB. Tom came back with the no, actions always speak louder than words. So I I'm loving this like Florida Tom Brady get active on social media, reply to people, like come back with chippy comments. I'm here. I I think like what was missing for 20 solid years was any ounce or detection of any sort of personality like his personality was like you know how they have like the ekg on you when you're in the hospital and it's like beep yes his was just flatlined so i think now he's got this huge personality he's getting drunk at the boat parade he's posting on twitter and (laughs) it it pains me to say but i do think i might have like some sort of like something in my heart For this version of Tom Brady, I don't know what it is. But on is, the heart string. Is your, does your heart go pitter patter when Tom Brady comes on the screen? Wow. Like Definitely not at the look of him. But sometimes <laughs> when I read his written words, I I do. I, it is a little bit charming. I'm not gonna lie. There's something there. I see it. I, I want to applaud his social media team, which is the best. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. They, those guys are on point for. How much he's ever paying them, he needs to double it because those guys are on point with all of his I, tweets. I wonder if he has – I know that he has, like, assistants and people who do – and manage TV12 and all of that, but I wonder yeah. how much of the social is, like, him and how much of it is someone working for him. But I do feel like 
regardless, his personality has really blossomed. So Showing I thought- through a little bit more, maybe. Listen, when you come down to Florida, anything anything happens, man. When you're coming down from stuffy Massachusetts down to, you know, let's get wild Florida. I mean, it, look, you come out of your shell, man. It's he's he's the ultimate Florida man, almost. He's he is. He's, you're gonna be dressing like me this season. You know, that's what he is now. <laughs> well, we did see the Buccaneers did resign Ryan Griffin, who was <sighs> the guy who did walk in to the Super Bowl party, who helped. What's the word to say? Escort hold, hold, Tom hold Brady. Him, hold him up. Is the key <laughs> I said escort up. Tom Brady to the party celebration, to the podium where he was going to talk. So, uh, you know, good signing there. Blaine Gabbard still not signed, so he mm-hmm. might move up to two. Uh, so QB two. Here's, I, here's a question I wanted to ask you, too. Uh-oh. Since he has been signed, Blaine Gabbard not been signed yet, could this mean the Bucks could go and draft a QB in this year's draft? Maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah. You can. I think you can look at that, and I think that, and we've all had our different takes on what QB goes next. I know the guy from Stanford, uh, Davis, they've been hearing a lot more of moving up. I think the guy that I would peg or the guy that I would see is Trask, already being in Florida, Oof. bigger quarterback, Um you know, pro offense already. So, but I don't think you take Trask at 32. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take him at 32. No, I, think, I, was, I was about to shame you there, Chip, for saying that. But oh, no, I think, yeah. uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. There are guys who are talking about the Stanford quarterback going towards the bottom of the first, maybe even into the second. Uh, some of the draft buzz around him. So we'll have to see. But um, yeah, maybe Trask later in the draft. But I also think there's some other free agents and things coming um, that might shift to the Bucks better, depending upon, you know, when TB12 decides to hang it up. And, and Kayla, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. The Bucks are kind of just shifting their fortunes right now just for this year. So if next year something happens and, you know, just this is the worst thing that could happen. If Tom Brady says, I was, I'm, I'm good, I'm going to retire you put yourself in kind of a hole um, to have to deal with all that stuff next year. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but, yeah, definitely looking at quarterback later in the draft. You see a guy like a Trask in the third or the fourth, and you like your first picks, uh, you know, in the first and second rounds. Maybe you want to take him at your third. Um, yeah, I don't see there any problem doing that. I mean, I read a really fantastic article about – and the the title was perfect. It was like – the Bucks don't have needs in the draft. They have wishes or wants. Um, yeah. And that's the perfect way to put it, right? Because they, they don't have anybody that they need. They don't really, they don't need anything. They could go in and skip the draft completely and be absolutely fine for 2021. Now, looking ahead to 2022, 23, I think that all depends on how 2021 goes, right? Like, I think yeah. if they come up short, miss the Super Bowl or losing the Super Bowl, I think it's a pretty strong bet Tom Brady's coming back and maybe they're pushing, they're, you know, restructuring some of those contracts. They're pushing that money even further down the line. They're reconfiguring reconfiguring what their roster looks like. But I think if they go in and they go back to back, they win another Super Bowl, then I think he's very likely probably out. And I'm just saying that in the sense of seeing where their contracts are, knowing that he's not going to last another eight, 10 years, you know, what is the point for either party, either side to really kind of invest and put themselves in a more financially poor situation going forward when like the goal has been accomplished? You've done it like that's back to back Super Bowls. What's the point? Why not look ahead to the future? You know, you're going to have a couple of years of rebuilding, given the way that you've kind of structured these contracts. You know that you're probably going to have to bring up maybe a a young quarterback or go out and get another veteran when they come up on the free agent market. But I don't know. I just feel like it all depends on how 2021 goes, but it is going to be fun. We're going to do, I think we decided draft predictions and mock drafts for the box next week, but I could definitely see them taking someone in the later rounds. I just at 32, I think we talked about this. The best thing for them to do probably is to just trade it away and like get rid of it and not even worry about it because what you're going to get for that pick is probably a lot better than, you know, in the long term than anything you're going to get at 32. But again, 
who knows? Because I mean, I think I saw some mock drafts that took had them taking an edge rusher. I mean, I don't necessarily know that they need to bring someone in from the draft, but longevity wise and building for 2022, 23, maybe that is a good idea given, you know, what the players at those positions are probably looking at coming up in the next two to three years. Yeah. I think we have a raise update. They're actually up two nothing now. The Hurricanes have taken a three nothing lead on the Lightning, so <laughs> definitely getting worse there. Unfortunately, That's tough. the the Bucks, you know, they definitely have kind of a good problem to have because you know mm-hmm. they brought since they brought back everybody, it's almost yeah. like they can they can throw a dart at the dartboard and say, okay, this is where this is what we can do with our draft pick, or this is what we can draft at because, you know, obviously. You know, with the defense right now, you've got a couple older guys on there that they signed their one-year deals, and they're probably going to yep. be there as long as Tom Brady's going to be there. So, you know, you, you might want to draft to to fill in that need when one of those guys retires, like Indominus Sue or or JPP, if they decided to to go, you know, off into the sunset after Tom Brady leaves, or they say, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else and see if I can play when I'm 35 or whatever, or they could go wide receiver, or they could go. You know, O line. It's 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 a good problem to have. You know, or they could yep. trade out of thirty two, which we've I kind of all agreed upon. Like trading out of thirty two makes the most sense for their draft pick. It's I think the Bucks are in one of the best positions they've had in a while because yep. they, they've brought everybody back, and they the depth is there. They're just going to add more to it when when it comes draft time. So. Oh yeah, I think defensive. I think defensive line. Obviously, they know they signed some guys there. Obviously, they're a little bit older. That's probably the first place I would look to go. But also, we'll see. I saw one mock draft, and I forgot who it was from, from ESPN, that had a guy like a Najee Harris dropping all the way to 32. Which he'll I, never, he'll never you be guys, there. I know. You guys brought that up to me once or twice, and I was the guy going, there's no way he makes it there. And now, I thought about that today. I saw this draft today. It might have been, was it Charlie Casserly, maybe, I think, who I saw. Chip, didn't somebody bring didn't somebody bring that up to you uh, drunkenly at the pool party over the weekend? <laughs> I don't know who was I with. I, can't I don't remember. know. Oh I yeah, think, it was you. Uh, no, I it wasn't me. I didn't say they. I didn't say Najee would be here there at thirty two. Somebody Kaylee, else. Did. You guys have both said on the show, but we who talked, brought that? Yeah, we yeah. talked about him and Travis Etienne potentially yeah. being there at thirty two. But I think that it only makes sense in a handful of scenarios, just given the way that like the first round draft picks are kind of moving around and trades yeah. and things. And I think this, this draft obviously is very heavy in quarterback talent, receiver talent. So if, if teams are trading up and they're really looking to kind of capitalize on those first round players in those positions, and there's, there's a scenario that is probably super unlikely <laughs> where, where Najee Harris ends up at 32. Um, I don't see it happening, but it also depends, right? Like some of these teams could, trade out of their spots they could just choose to go a different direction i think the uncertainty of the first 15 picks is really going to really direct what happens in the second half of this first round because i think there's so much up in the air about you know what teams are doing as they try to move up i think we have an idea that we think we know what they're going to do but as we know sometimes drafts are unpredictable things change their priorities might not be on the inside what we view them as the outside but i think nine times out of ten in these scenarios Najee harris is not going to last until 32 i think the buccaneers are praying for that because then somebody will be coming up um you know whoever is behind you know in that top half i think some of those teams that are in the top half uh, are going to take care of it because they have a lot of picks and they're not going to trade up a lot. But uh, then one team, you know, some other teams could definitely come up uh, and take that pick, which the Bucks would be loving. They would love that. They would yeah. love to be sitting at 32 and have him drop, and they would feel the ton of calls probably for it. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of running backs, I know someone, Richard, dropped it in the comments, but – have you seen this Marshawn Lynch talking to Tom Brady scenario? I've heard yeah, a little I've bit. I've seen about it. it. I've seen it. He was uh, him and Tom Brady talked last season about him coming and playing for the Bucks. Oh, for the playoff run. Yeah, which yes. I don't think they needed him. No, no, he's 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 off promoting whatever he's promoting now for his companies and eating he's got a lot going on. He's yeah, he's doing a lot outside of the day. Yeah, I don't. As much as I'm sure 
Bucks fans would have loved to see him, you know, beast mode. He's not beast mode anymore. He's more like light beast mode. Like he's that one transformer that he's, transforms he's halfway. Yeah, he transforms halfway yeah. and then a limb falls off. So it's it's it would have been not fun like for a novelty with Brady and, and beast mode together, but it's not beast mode like he was in Seattle. It's it's not like that. So he's a Michelob Ultra to yeah. your your Budweiser. Yeah, exactly. It's like Bud Ice. You know, it's not, it's all watered down. It's like making love in a canoe. It's all watered down. It's not like that. <laughs> That's something you have experience with? No, but the no, captain's I've, not like that. You know he has experience. <laughs> ER. No, no, not, not from experience. Anybody that's talking about a pipe and wearing a captain's hat and sunglasses on a, on a podcast, you know he's got experience doing that. Listen, Gilligan ain't got nothing on me, okay? Jeez. Oh, my gosh. What a deep cut. What a deep cut. I love how we were like, there's nothing Bucks to talk this week, and we just talked about the Bucks for like oh, 15 minutes. Football is, is football. But you know what we can do, though? And I know this is a little bit, like we said, off the off the card here. There were some yes. draft props mm-hmm. that did come up that I thought were actually really cool, and I wanted to get you guys' take on what you thought. Now, I'm not even going to ask the one about the first player that's taken mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is the favorite out of the gate. Do we do we see any need? Do we think Urban Meyer goes back to his old alma mater and just snags fields and just totally kills everybody? Nothing, right? You, you'll never hear from me again. Oh, boy. We'll have to send a search party <laughs> out to Kaylee's four-bedroom house. We kind of know where it is, so somebody get ready. So, yeah, I agree. I don't think – I think this is the first time in years – we could say the first overall pick is pretty set. Now, I will say this. Second pick, Zach Wilson, mm. is the favorite at minus 3,000, and Justin Fields at plus 1,200. So he's like three to one favorites is what you're looking at for Zach Wilson. So I still – that's obviously a pretty big, big spread. What do we think? Do we like the Jets going Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? Both – Kuiper and um, who's the younger guy? Wow, I just like the old guy. Kirk, 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 Kirk Herb Street. No, yeah. no. Kuiper. Well, not, uh, not Mo Kuiper. He's not young. His hair's no, young. No, I know. I said the old guy, the young guy. Wow. Okay, we're all going to look silly for a second. Um, <laughs> Mel Kuiper uh, is saying that. What, you, Chris Mortensen? No. No, oh, he's old. Um it's saying that they're that, going Justin Fields. Really? I would have I, said Zach Wilson. I would have said Zach. Here's the thing is I think Justin Fields is clearly the second baddest quarterback in this draft. You will never convince me otherwise. Yeah, you'll never convince me otherwise. But I think the Jets have been so high on Zach Wilson. I think for what their skill sets are that they're apparently looking for, just from what we know on the outside, I think that's the guy that they believe is going to fill those holes. And I think – with the exit of Sam Darnold, I think that reinforces that thought even more. But I think, um, you know, I said this last week, I just think that Justin Fields is is the guy. Like, he is the clear number two. And I think there's a big gap between – there's a big gap between him and Trevor Lawrence, but then there's an even bigger gap between him and the three, four, five guys, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think he is just so much better. But I also don't know I, – I, this is going to be such a weird quarterback draft because they're going to be drafting based off of – scheme need and fit culturally yeah. and and that could really go either way and it's todd Mc, todd mcshay by the way todd yeah. i'm so sorry dude blanked out blacked out there for a second so i, I like fields Zach better. wilson i see wilson going to two with the jets and then fields going the 49ers that's that's why i like yeah. okay i gotcha so we're looking more okay the third overall pick now get this, you have Justin Fields is the favorite. Mac Jones is second. And you have Trey Lance third. So you still have Justin Fields is projected obviously to be the pick at 3 if he's not taken 2. So does anybody think Mac Jones is crashing the party for the Niners at 3? I no. kind of think that it's possible and hear me out because First of all, I, I love Mac Jones, um, Jacksonville yep. guy. But I think that given the style of offense they're trying to play, they're very high on this kid. I think 
I, I don't know. I think it could go that way just because they really like him. They really like what he brings. I think in a in that offense, honestly, I could see him working very well. But I think if they're smart, they would go they would go fields. But I think also it depends, right? Because if the Jets go and take fields, now you're looking at Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson, which is a very different conversation. So that's just assuming that they that the Jets take Zach Wilson and it, that he's not even a problem. So you're looking at Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is clear cut over Zach Wilson for them specifically. I think if you're looking at Justin Fields, there's no way I would take Mac Jones over Justin Fields. And if you traded all of that crap away that you traded to get into that number three spot, you want to make you want to take the third you want to take the top quarterback available at your draft selection so trevor lawrence is gone whoever's gone at two whoever the best guy on the board is plain and simple best guy that's who you, you already yeah. traded too much yeah you don't want to come out of left field with with a pick that's gonna probably screw you for the next five to ten years because if yeah. you if you're shanahan and you're 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 lynch you know you're you're still not you're still not 100% of Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's why you're drafting possibly yeah. a quarterback for your future. So I don't oh, know. They're 100% not Garoppolo, or they would not have well, traded. Well, they so definitely come up out of press conferences like he's our guy. Yeah, he's our Which guy. Crazy. Yeah, but so, you wouldn't give up first round picks for next year and everything they've given up to go where they're going. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out and get Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones is going to fall. Really? Like yeah. down into the teens? Yeah, I think he's going to go down to the teens. I don't think he's going to be a top pick. I like the Patriots idea for him. I think that was something that got brought up a little bit. But I think, you know, I I listened to the athletic football show and Robert Mays said it perfectly. Like if the 49ers draft the right guy and it works out, they'll never think about the first round draft picks they gave up or anything they gave up for this pick ever again. It'll never cross their mind. But if they pick the wrong guy and they go with the wrong selection – They'll, it'll haunt them for five, 10 years down the line, right? So I think that's kind of the thing is I could see Mac Jones falling. Um, yeah, I but could, would you rather have Mac Jones or Trey Lance for the Patriots, though? For the Patriots? I don't know. I feel like Mac Jones is a very Patriots-esque quarterback, if I'm being honest. Okay. I don't know. Mac, I get that vibe. I mean, Mac Jones is – the the highest football IQ of this entire class, hands down, I think. Highest football IQ mentally is above every quarterback that we've just mentioned. What was when his wonder, looked, what was his Wonderlick test? <laughs> I have no Wait, idea. Are they still giving the Wonderlick? Yes. I think so, don't they? They still do. Yeah, they still do. Yeah. But think crazy. of the quarterbacks that Mike Shanahan, Kyle's son had had. He has John Elway, never fleet of yeah. foot. Yep. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan has had Garoppolo, which you know he didn't he didn't get anybody he liked, but he's also had Matt Ryan, who was never a fleet of foot and highly cerebral. So yeah. I got to tell you, and all the chatter out of all the NFL sources, guys, podcasts, things we're listening to, are ninety percent Mac Jones. Okay, ninety yeah. percent Mac Jones. So but I mean, I think, is that just more fun to talk about? Is that more of like a hot take than just taking a Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, or is it like they really believe he's going there? Because I think it's a fun conversation to have. But at the end of the day, I think we really kind of tend to overthink what goes on in the war room. And I think at the end of the day, the big board is going to be who's the top guy there. I think with the 49ers, they'll take a guy who has the highest ceiling as opposed to the floor. And that's why you traded so much. That's why I kind of lean towards fields. Yeah. But I also think that you want a quarterback that could start right away. Mac Jones yeah. had no problem diving into that playbook and knowing everything by midseason, I think. Yeah. But yeah. a guy like Justin Fields is not going to know as Correct. much as Mac Jones is going to know in that system. He's going to wing it on his talent. And the problem is your talent in college does not – transform into the NFL. It is usually below par because the talent in the NFL yeah. is much better. It's a faster game too. And and you think right. of where he's coming from and the SEC is probably, it's not even arguably, it is the best conference, best conference in college football. But at the end of the day, 
it is slower than the NFL. Everything yeah. in college football is slower than the NFL. And there are some conferences that have smaller guys that might be faster. You know, I think when you look like I went to UCF, I think that game is just typically faster because the guys aren't big, right? The yeah. AAC is just smaller guys. They're they're quicker. That You've got running backs. You've got wideouts. That's kind of what is coming out of schools like that. But for the SEC, especially Alabama, you've got big guys, right? So this game is very yeah. slow coming into the NFL, which is going to be very fast. But I think Mac Jones is just – he's he's just smart. Like, he's a guy that yeah. knows the game probably – arguably almost better than anyone there maybe besides trevor lawrence but he does charge on richard charge on but yeah he, he does he does know the game and like and he studies and he's very smart he's mental and that's the game that um you know i think bill belichick the reason i say the patriots is because a guy like mac jones who studies the game knows the game and is a really mentally sound player and really knows the football and has the football iq is someone bill belichick would probably love. I, I got two landing spots for for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. One is the Denver Broncos. Okay. Okay. They're at nine. Okay. Started out of the gate. Started yeah. out of the gate there. Probably. John John Elway has not had his greatest history by drafting quarterbacks. By the yeah. way, yeah. Ever since he, the free agency. Ever since Peyton Manning, it's been just yeah. downhill. He's hands off now, though. He's is he? Off. Is yeah, he hands off now? He's yeah. hands off. Supposedly, I'm sure, I'm sure he's got a little bit of say so though. And I'm, I'm sure he's I have no doubt it's John Elway. And then I've got yep. one that's completely out of of, of left field that Ooh. will probably shock you and probably will make you throw things at the screen. The the Raiders. I don't hate that. Okay. Because I mean, you know Gruden's not he's not really sold on either one of them, Carr or Mariota. And why not draft it? Listen, Gruden's what year four of his ten year contract with the Raiders. Oh, he's in his ownership too. So I mean, yeah. he's not going. He's so why not? You know, get a quarterback that you want, and you know, say sayonara to one of them in a trade, and, and draft you know Mac Jones, who could be your guy for the future. I wouldn't be I mad think, about it. I wouldn't be mad about. It. I don't think Mac Jones get. He won't get past the Redskins or the Bears. The Washington Football Team or the Bears. Okay. That's, that's what I that's what I think he probably yeah he I, see, I see Washington taking him because of now I can see that Larry, by the way yeah, yeah. I, see that. Um, I see that as well okay. I I like the Raiders I do feel like though he would be and I think so much of, of quarterbacks that come out of the draft and are very young and we're gonna see this is gonna be like the, probably the truest test we have in a long time because this is the most robust quarterback class that I can remember in recent drafts. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they all end up in like one, two, three years. I mean, we know we obviously had like the Joshes, Sam Darnold, like we had that whole group as well that really kind of now we're seeing where they are, but this one will be interesting because I think where they end up first is going to have a huge impact. And the Raiders to me just seem like a team that won't, he won't succeed there. If that makes sense. Like I I don't hate it for him in the sense of that makes sense. I, 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 like you said, they're not sold. I think they were kind of in the Deshaun Watson market. Um, Maybe they were only willing to give up things for a proven guy like Deshaun Watson. But, you know, if someone slips and goes down to where that they they can get him, I think you're looking at, you know, potentially bringing in a quarterback. But I do think that that would kind of – I don't know. I just don't trust that team and that coaching staff to really develop a solid quarterback. And we might find him in more of like a Sam Darnold position. I know. Yeah. So – what do we think? Here are some over-unders for draft position. So Kyle Pitts, over-under, it's five and a half, obviously. So they split. So you either think he's going to be six or you either think he's going to be four. Four. He's going to your Falcons. Four, yeah. I think he's probably going there too. So Trey yeah. Lance, they're saying over-under six and a half. So that means he's either going to be – wow, which, I mean – there could be a trade into five, which is the Bengals. So you probably look at Denver trading up mm-hmm. to get them. Or like we said, you still got the Redskins, you got the Bears, you got some other teams that are down there. Yeah. I I say over. I, I'm going to go over. Yeah, over. Yeah, but he's kind of fallen by the wayside in conversations, I think. His pro day was obviously very impressive, but um, yeah. 
since then he's been kind of quiet. So. And actually, let me back up. The Vegas Raiders, Evan, are actually before Washington. They're at 17. Oh, Washington, 19. Yeah. Raiders are at See? 20. Just so I apologize for that. I thought the I thought it was different. My bad. I'm just saying. I'm um, like, I don't know where. Hey, <laughs> that could be good. Now, this is one that I laugh at, and I can't believe Vegas is offering this one because we all might hop on this one. Najee Harris draft position over under 29 and a half. Wow. Wow. That's wow. So who's sitting? Somebody there? knows something. Somebody um, knows something here. Somebody knows something. Yeah. Gee, Green Bay or Buffalo essentially sitting in that 29 and 30 spot. Yeah. That's which wild. is Buffalo. Nuts. Buffalo would be a great spot. Oh. They're just a running back away. They are. Oh. They're There's one piece away, and that's the perfect piece. That would be oh, I'd have to go Bills. My oh man, I'd, I'd, I'd have to jump. Wagon. I'd have to jump through a table for that one. Honestly, yeah. I'm so on board with whatever the Bills got going on. I would love yep. that for them. I would love that as well. So <laughs> right now, Najee Harris is odds on favorite to be the first running back drafted. Wow, if they're not saying he's drafted till 29 and a half, that's crazy. I don't, I don't see an over under for Travis Etienne, but. Wow, that's wow. crazy. So that means they're saying he he dips into the second round, which I know a lot of teams have a first-round grade on him, so that would be interesting. But So we think the first non-quarterback drafted probably going to be Kyle Pitts, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so first wide receiver drafted, Jamar Chase, minus 600, Devontae Smith plus Jalen Waddle plus 700, Rashad Bateman's plus 4,000. Never happened, so – Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. What do you guys think? Who's the first wide receiver off the board? Chase. Chase and Waddle. Everybody likes Chase. Chase, Chase Waddle, then Smith. Yeah. It I should think be team, Smith first, in my opinion, but I don't uh, think. I got to tell you, I saw this today on ESPN, and I laughed, but now that I'm looking at it, I really like it. Arizona Cardinals have been full in all year this offseason making this team the best they can be, trying to find a way to shut the door. Tell me this. Riddle me this. What do you think about the Arizona Cardinals going up to seven where Detroit is and taking a Jalen Waddle? Detroit goes backwards because he's the first wide receiver potentially off the board. He would be, I think, at seven because Panay Sewell, I think, goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. they got to protect their ACL-injured quarterback. What do you think? Jalen Waddle, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. No, wow. I don't I don't I don't like that because the Cardinals need no. more help on the offensive line side than anything. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't no. Yeah. I, and I actually, don't that was I Peter Schrager, by the way. Happy well, birthday, Peter. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I think right. it's just that's too much. They'd be giving up way too much, probably, yeah. for a move that wouldn't necessarily put them over the edge like i think they're they're doing things to put themselves on track for where they want to be but i don't know that that would move the needle enough to justify what they would have to give up i agree Ooh, i don't know about I, that i agree i mean i could be totally wrong but that would just seem so risky to me because that you know that move is going to cost them yeah, that's true and they've well, got they got they got other areas to yeah. Plug in besides water. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, we'll have to see. Like we said, the draft by this time next week will be 48 hours away. Pure excitement. Are we going to do a show? Maybe we should. Let's do it, man. I'll, I mean, wear my, I'll, wear, I'll wear my captain's hat again. It's cool with me. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's enough for me to join. All right. You don't have to, you have right, to ask right. me not to join because of that. I'm in. It's like Chase Lyons uh, in the Great Plains. <laughs> you see a flying saucer come down, just look at you and say, hey, buddy, <laughs> just come with me right now. And then we'll be all fine with Hershey Kisses. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, know where we've gone. I, I know where I'm, I'm going either. This is, that, that accent is no. a little uncomfy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my best, Matthew McConaughey. I'm sorry. The wrinkled shirts at the bottom of the hamper, uh, uncomfy. Yeah. It's not good. It's like I do. Going. I love a Matthew McConaughey. I'm I'm just here for it. Driving my Lincoln just down there in the seas of the world, just looking. I, I'm gonna move to Texas like a week before the 
election just so I can vote for Matthew McConaughey and be like, I'm coming back. <laughs> if, if Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger can be the governor of California, then Matthew McConaughey can be the governor of Texas. He can, and he's a big all sports right, All right, all right, all right. He wasn't he like a brand ambassador for Texas? He's he was. Yeah, he culture. is. He's the minister of culture yeah, for youth athletics. He's now a co-owner of Austin FC as well as the minister of culture there. So he's very hands-on in his sports investments. So he's got a, he's got a great YouTube channel too. He does. He so speaks great. on some real truths, some real problems that the this great state of Texas. All he needs to do is move to Florida. He'd be the ultimate Florida man. He would be, but oh my gosh, he could just, you know what? I don't know how much good he could do in Florida, but he has a real opportunity in Texas to, to make happen. that state something. I agree with that. Rays have pushed their lead to five nothing. I know. Oh, no. Hey, it's four twenty. They're, they're rolling. They're rolling. They're doing, they're doing good things. We won't even talk about the lightning because holy cow! All right, we won't yeah. talk about it. Do you guys have right. any final thoughts before we close out? May you have clear skies on the rest of this day. That, that's, <laughs> all that's all I got. That's all I got. No, wrap it up, everybody. Uh, you know, drafts right around the corner, and the Rays just keep going forward. Hockey's coming to an end. We'll see what happens. Kaylee, you got you got anything before we roll on out of here? No, 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 no. Okay. Nothing, nothing. But tune in next week. We'll have draft mock drafts for the Bucks. It'll be a good show. And then uh, thank you guys for tuning in in the comments. This is fun. I like when we have an active comment section. Makes things active fun. audience always good. Yeah, That's way cool. more interesting. But uh, make yeah. sure to follow us everywhere. Play the day TV, and we will catch you guys next Tuesday. Bye. On the flippity flop. Yeah. Go race. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.